You are listening to Afternoon Tea Radio with your favorite host, Maria Jordan. And your boy, Karis Jordan. And we are sipping tea while spilling tea. Good afternoon, family. What's up? What's up? Happy New Year. (laughs) You are listening to Afternoon Tea Radio with your favorite host, Maria Jordan. And your boy, Karis Jordan. And today we are sipping tea while spilling tea with actress, singer, songwriter, Miss Brave Williams. And I am so excited because that is my girl. What's up, Brave? Hey, beautiful. Thank you guys so much for having me. Oh. I, I was so excited when I saw the email. I was like, yes, let's do this. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> I am so excited to have you. You know, I've always been a very big fan of yours. So um, I'm just so happy. And it is perfect timing because, girl, your last movie and the song, like, you, you're hot right now, girl. You're hot. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Look, we, we've both been applauding each other's journeys. I'm, you know, congratulations to you and everything that you're doing. Thank you, love. Um, but thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. so happy to have you on. All right, so before we get into our interview uh, with Brave, we're going to talk today's tea. So first, we cannot go another moment without congratulating Georgia for turning blue. <laughs> Um, yeah, that is it's so important um, that people see what we're capable of. I don't want to ever hear again that your vote don't matter. <laughs> I don't want to ever hear that again. Um, shout out to Stacey Abrams. I I'm mean, sure. and she she really killed it this um, and, and got us uh, a lot of new voters registered. Um, and we, we really came together. Um, so for those who don't know, on January 5th, Georgia, um, did the runoff election to fill both U.S. Senate seats. And congratulations to Reverend Raphael Warnack, uh, who defeated the horrible Kelly Loeffler. <laughs> and <laughs> I can't stand that girl. Um, and John Ossoff, um, who won over Purdue. This is huge, huge, huge. So I'm excited. I hope. Um, and, and the whole world was watching. So it was important. It was definitely yeah, important. Can I just add to what you're saying? Because it's so it's so amazing that you guys have this amazing victory mm-hmm. just to even try to offset what's happening in D.C. right now. Come on. Now, granted, I mean, it's like the, the world is watching the first black Democrat elected to the Senate in the South. This is that huge. Is, that speaks volumes. It I really, mean, truly does. Thought? And and then so in Georgia... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was saying, and then in Georgia, you know, with it being um, such a southern <laughs> state, yeah, this is huge. Um, we did amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm. I can't say enough. And congratulations, Georgia. Um, it was a huge victory. Um, but. At that time where we're celebrating this victory, we have chaos, basically terrorism. These were domestic terrorists um, basically um, invaded the the Capitol. Um, It's so hard for me to talk without wanting to curse on this radio show. Everything that happened yesterday for me was not a surprise. It wasn't a surprise because the reality is, is they was invited by the president of the United States. But what was so uh, 
what was so uncomfortable and what was so discerning was the fact that the police were taking selfies. I don't know what happened to the rubber, but maybe they ran out of rubber bullets. I don't know what happened, but the fact that that went on for hours, I mean, and, and it, it was so dis- it was so disturbing. And I, I'm just I'm a sh- I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for our country, um, and I'm embarrassed. Uh, you know, I can only imagine what other countries are. They're just sitting laughing at the audacity of, of these people. Yeah. It, it's disturbing. Um, I saw a quote. It said, today you saw mobs act um, the way they did when they lynched our ancestors with no fear of punishment. And um, I, I think that's true. I think that you see how... Um, white America don't doesn't have the same fear. How, basically, what we've been talking about this entire 2020 in our protests and everything that we've had going on, we've been talking about the differences and how it's not equal. And you could just see clearly the difference on a protest and what I won't even call what happened yesterday a protest, but you could see the difference on even how the people are treated by uh, the police. And it's disturbing. It's it's really disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what you're seeing was uh, uh, white privilege um, mm-hmm. because um, let's be clear, like we march um, for someone getting killed and, and was getting hit by with gas and, and, and rubber bullets. And you actually, he was able to enter this building, the capital. Come on, like we both know, if that would have been a, if it was black people, it would have been a mob of dead bodies there, and, yep. and that's a sad case. They were scaling the walls. Yeah, and and I think the only reason why that um, that uh, young lady actually uh, got shot because it was a section where probably all of the senators and everything was up was at mm-hmm. and you could not breach that mm-hmm. and she tried to breach it and that's why she got shot it's it's unfortunate and and the reality is is that you know that was ridiculous and yeah. i'm not saying anyone needs to die but that's my point my point is is a protest should not lead to death and that's been the case yeah. with our people you know, it's been the case. Like, we protest as peacefully just wanting equality and justice. And there's death by the hands of police and by the hands of terrorists and all that happens. And and then you see this with the—and I won't say it's a flip of a coin because that was not um, peaceful protesting at all. Um, there was uh, hatred there. There was anger. They were— um, were basically disrespecting and Lord knows don't even go into how we reacted to Kaepernick and um, how they reacted to Kaepernick just kneeling at his peaceful protest but they think it's not just as disrespectful or it's not even just as disrespectful to literally break the windows of the Capitol like the the, yeah I had um, I found this thing on Tommy Lee Rand right she uh, said uh at the real Donald Trump. If the real Donald Trump were to lose, which he won't, his supporters will go to work tomorrow just as we do every day. When Biden loses, his supporters will likely loot and riot. Tells you everything you need to know. 
Well, who said that? Uh, this was t- uh, Tammy, <laughs> Loren, Tammy Loren, Tommy Loren, something. Oh, yeah, this is what she said. She's but, just so, slow though. She'd be talking nonsense all the time. So basically, that's the lady with the blonde hair. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Is that? Yeah, that's okay. her. Yeah, so, that's her. So basically, <laughs> yeah, Trump supporters actually did exactly what she was saying that Biden supporters were gonna do. Yeah, which was, you know. And they, the thing, the thing that kills me about it is that they have these conversations. They throw these lies out here when they already know that it's a lie. They already yeah. know it's not true. And I guess that's what's the most irritating of it all. It's like you just say well, anything. Anything. But the sad part is, is that they're being emboldened because the president mm-hmm. is saying anything. There's no repercussions to his words. I was so elated when I saw Twitter. Finally, after all this time, I mean, finally, I two weeks before this man is out the office, finally, you put your foot down and, and say, okay, enough stuff. is enough. Yep. Yes, but that should have happened a long ago, time ago, ago when he was starting to incite all this violence. So it, it, it's sad, but they feel emboldened because look at who their leader is and the person that they worship. It's crazy. You're absolutely right. And um, I just hope and pray. 13 more days. Um, yeah. <laughs> 13 more days. Amen. <laughs> it's time for him to go. And, you know, we just need better. We're going to do better and we're claiming better. Um, there is hope um, and we are going to get through this. And, um, yeah, all you Republicans who are jumping ship, you should have did that uh, months ago. But good job. It's about time. Um, move on. And if they would have put the same energy, I'm going to let this go because my baby is like, let's get off this negative topic. But <laughs> he like, but if the, I'm just saying now we need to move forward as a, a unit and move on as a group and get on the same page and do better as a people for all people. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. Amen. But more importantly, hey, Brave. Right? Oh, man. So, like I said before, I've been telling you, congratulations on your holiday movie, The Christmas Lottery. It was so awesome. And um, Thank you. you did amazing. You really did. What was your favorite part of the movie? Um, honestly, just the, the underlying messages. You yeah. know, I love the fact that the movie tapped into um, just the dynamics of family and how families are not perfect. And there's sibling rivalry and there's, you know, things that go on between siblings. And you may not like your sister. You may not like your brother for a minute. And, and there might be some resentful there, resentfulness there. But at the end, it's about coming together as family and just trying to work through it. So for anyone that hasn't seen it, I know we're out the Christmas holiday, but it is still on demand um, yes. on BET called The Christmas Lottery. So, yeah, I, I love the fact that it was a movie, a film about hope. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it showed the imperfections um, in family, which we all and how we can all get together at the end of it, you know, and we can all um, still love each other, love on each other and learn from each other. So it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Thank you. That means a lot. And I thought it was important. I mean, I know Christmas time, Christmas movies come, but just with everything that's going on, the fact that it was. It was still, it, it was heartfelt. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, it was It was important to, you know, be able to be a part of something that, that had a different narrative than, than what's been going on in the world. Absolutely. So, uh, so Brave, did you always want to act? 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've always I've always been studying. Mm. Um, I've been acting for a really long time. I mean, music and acting they they essentially kind of go together because when I'm on stage performing, I still have to act. I still have to emote. Mm-hmm. You know the the feeling of the song, even though I may not have woken up sad that morning. You know, yeah. so yeah. to me, you know, they they definitely go hand in hand. No, I I completely see that. Would you say your first love is acting or singing? Girl, how much time we got? You know, I battle with I battle with it because I started out entertainment, um, and even I was going to say I started out entertainment writing, doing spoken word and poetry. Ah. Um, but even then, getting on the stage to perform your songs, it's a performance. It's still a performance. It's still yeah. an act. It's still so. It's like I probably didn't really uh, get into acting professionally until I moved uh, to LA. Okay, um, and. In 2006, when I started doing extra work. So I've been at this for a very long time. (laughs) Yeah. And that's good to hear. I think people need to hear that. I think so many times people get stuck on the end result and they see you now and all the amazing things you're doing. um, And uh, they don't realize that you've, you built up for this. It was so much that you've done and you grew um, as an entertainer to get to where you are today. So it's good and humbling to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a grind, and it's definitely, you have to have some resilience, because entertainment is not easy. The music, I mean, I've been through four record deals. I just, mm. I'm blessed that I created my own record label now, Brave New World, and I just nice. did a partnership with, with Universal. Thank you. But it's just about, you know, creating your own platform to to give yourself a chance. I mean, that's how my mind is now anyway. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm not going to um, get casted as the role that I would love to have, you know, as a leading lady... Then you know what? Let me develop my own film under my own film company. Mm. In 2021, I will be putting it out. <laughs> hey, that's dope. Yeah. So I'm going to back it up a little bit. Um, what was your childhood like growing up in Baltimore? Um, my childhood was, was interesting. I mean, I grew up in West Baltimore. Um, I'm biracial. My mother's Czechoslovakia. My father's black. So me and my sister, it, it was a very interesting um, dynamic, you know, going to school and um, and just you know, kids at, at that age that you know kids can be cool, and, oh. and so um, and in Baltimore at a young age it was tough, but as I started to get older, um, I just you know you grow and you allow those experiences to kind of either inspire you or give you ammunition yeah. um, or break you essentially, and and for me I chose it to use as ammunition, so I really broke into the Baltimore scene creatively and started. You know, finding out about open mics and kind of just um, using using Baltimore as my as my teaching school, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I would just go out and perform, and you know, get stay in with the crab cakes because you know we got the best. Oh seafood. yes, you know yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I would, you know, Baltimore, Baltimore is definitely there's a lot of culture here. Yeah. What would you say? Like, what was some of the things you said that um, it was kind of hard? Was it hard being multiracial, or was it hard? What was it? The difficulties that you had to overcome in your childhood. Well, it's. It, like I said, when you're when you're when you're a child, you don't understand. Um, you don't understand a lot of things. You just you just receive the treatment. You could be on the receiving end. So mm-hmm. for me and my sister, you know, being a predominantly you know black neighborhood, going to a black school, mm-hmm. and being the only two 
you know, biracial kids there, yeah. we couldn't understand why we weren't accepted. We couldn't understand why we were getting jumped, why we were getting oh, beat up, wow. why we were, you know. And you so, so but, but cute. Funny, they was hating on you. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny, though, is that my parents, I guess they saw how it was affecting my sister was a bit stronger mentally than mm-hmm. I was because I was very timid. I was very quiet. I just like to sit and write. And I was I was always just kind of to myself. Um, but they, I think they saw how it was affecting me mentally. So then they took us out of that school and put us into a Catholic school. Mm. And that was no better because now it's like we're not white enough. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it, 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 to me... As, like I said, as a, as a kid, you don't really understand acceptance, right? You just you just are being treated a particular way, but not really understanding why. And as you become an adult, you start to understand the layers of, I mean, the stuff that we're talking about today when we started the conversation, you yeah. know, the, the, the underlying issues and the underlying um, reality, the fabrics of America. And it, yeah. it starts, you know, for a lot of us at a very young age, and, and some people never tend to grow out of it. Um, thank God some of us do. Mm. Absolutely. So who influenced you, like, as a child? Like, who influenced you the most? Who was your hero? For music, it was Tupac. Hey, so funny. hey, <laughs> hey, hey, that's, that's my favorite. Tupac. That's my favorite artist of all time. Like, he's the greatest to me. That's dope. Yeah, the, the first time I heard him, I was maybe eight or nine years old, and I was riding the back seat of my parents' Chevy, and I remember keep your head up, Taylor, and mm. I was just mesmerized by the lyrics. And, and, and come to think of it, I literally just discovered this maybe two days ago. I think I really gravitated to that song because of the hook and what me and my sister yep. were going through, and. I didn't know it at the time, but that's why I locked on to keep your head up. All I just remember hearing is that hook and his, you know, granted his, 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 his lyrics were talking about a multiple, you know, I mean, a multitude of things. Yeah. But um, that hook really resonated with me. And then when I heard that, it really just opened me up to hip hop. And I just started writing poems and rapping. I didn't want to sing till like years later. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like that's interesting. It's crazy because that first, yeah. the first line, is it was always captivating to me. Like the first line to uh, keep your head up, which is yeah. Like, they say the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. It's <laughs> really the first man to deep the Come on, don't stop. come on. I just want to end the real quick. Yeah, yeah it was. Now. It is a powerful song, and he had a lot of yeah. songs like that um, that resonated through your bones, you know, through your soul. It was soul music, really, if you really think about it. Um, well, were there any stereotypes that you had to deal with as a woman um, in the industry? Stereotypes. I mean, I think. It's so funny because uh, I just did a, a whole panel on colorism in Hollywood two nights ago on the Tammy Mac show. And um, what I've learned in my experience, especially as an adult, is that Hollywood didn't create the stereotypes, right? Like, um, I think that Hollywood helped to perpetuate them in the media. Yeah. And so I know a lot of times with our culture, and not just our culture, it's a global thing, you know, from, from Asia and from the Caribbean, you know, this, this, this idea that uh, women with Eurocentric features or lighter, fairer skin 
um, you know, get an advantage. Yeah. And for my personal story, because like I said, I've been doing this. I, this has been a journey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to, you know, to my knowledge, receive um, that type of treatment. Mm. But that doesn't mean that I know that it doesn't exist. Because yeah. it does. And yeah. I know that there's a lot of stereotypes around um, just being lighter complexioned or, you know, Absolutely. I was recently just told from an agent, I took an agent, I, I don't have representation in, for an agent. And she told me that, well, you know, I already have a light skinned black girl. On oh, my wow. Wow. And I was like, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, but I was so taken aback. Because yeah. I didn't know how to res- to respond to that. Like, isn't that illegal? Can you tell me that? Like, yeah. isn't that discrimination? Like, Not, <laughs> it is. You know, but you so, know what? It's no, so they, they do that. Because, yeah. um, I mean, one of the agencies is like, well, we already have some uh, tattoo guys on uh, on the roster and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Or oh, they'll tell you. They'll tell you straight out. Oh, we got brown skin. Oh, we got 6'2". Oh, I'm looking for blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they'll that's, tell you. That's so interesting to me. I can see maybe when you're talking modeling. But as a vocalist and an actress and all that you're doing, I don't see where that would matter when you're two completely different individuals. I mean, like when you're doing music videos, you yeah. you acting. Yeah, I know, but that's not I'm, what I'm saying. Is is I don't see why an agent would care if you have two talent that are awesome, but they're still two different talent. Yeah, that's you know true. that's and that's the thing. I think yeah, and it's not even it's it that it was a slap in the face because it's not about my talent. It's not about the hard yeah. work and, and and you seeing my reel and the movies that I've done. It's not about that. You're just looking at me aesthetically mm-hmm. and already saying, uh. Yeah, I already got, you know, someone that looks close to you. So, yeah, no, I'm good. It's That's just like, insane. Okay. Yeah, yeah, do that. Mm, crazy. We got to do better. What, what was their nationality? I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We ain't got to say names, girl. Enough. Give me the tea. Give me the tea. <laughs> <laughs> You sound, you sound like my publicist. She said, give me the name of the agency. I said, okay. You know. But 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 you know what's crazy is I, I, I've got, I've received it from both sides. You know, mm. and I don't want to make this conversation about, you know, just like you, I know you asked me a question about stereotypes, but, you know, I've received it from both sides. I've had white agents, you know, go to my team behind my back and ask literally them, would Brave consider getting a rhinoplasty to make her nose smaller because what? she could probably get more roles. So it's like the, mm. you have to have thick skin in this business, like you do, yeah. because if, if you don't know who you are in any business, you will be told who you are. Mm. And you, you know, and you can easily start to develop complexes about things that you didn't. You, you didn't I, I had know. no complex about my nose. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. What? What's wrong with my nose? Yeah, I can it. breathe. <laughs> you know, like, That's <laughs> powerful. No, if you don't have tough skin in this industry, like you will give up. You will give up. Yeah, you will just absolutely. like you know what because. You're gonna have people that don't like you, and you have people that do like you, and but yeah. you gotta love yourself at the end of the day. But how, how do you? Absolutely. That's so easy. It's so easily said, more said than done, you know, to me because um, it's so hard with social media being the way it is, and 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 the world being the way it is, and like the way you you know you told me as far as growing up, brave. Um, it being a little difficult with you and your um, sister and growing into your, how did you create that confidence? How did you get to a place where you were comfortable in your skin and you were okay? Did someone influence you or was it something that you naturally did yourself? What what brought you to that point? 
you know, I mean, fortunately, I'm so I'm so blessed. I thank my mother for mm-hmm. raising us in the church oh. and doing the best that she could to just expose us to God and expose us to Jesus and expose us to the Word. And 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 I know as a fact, if I didn't have that cushioning. I don't know where I would be. I don't know how many times I would have really given up. Now, you know, you have those conversations with yourself on the journey when you get frustrated. You're like, man, forget this. I'm done. What what else can I do? (laughs) (laughs) But it's like you get back, you know, you you have your moment, you know, you have your little tantrum, and then you get, you know, you get your mind back. And and for me, getting my mind back is getting on my knees and praying or opening the word and just remembering, like, I didn't ask for this gift. I didn't ask for this vision. I didn't ask for any of these things that I'm pursuing. It's in me. It's embedded in me, and I can't get away from it. So don't fight it. You know, a lot of this stuff is par for the course. It's par for the course. You're going to have doubts. Yeah, and and, and it's it's real. So, I mean, for me, I know what my go-to has been, which is why I'm just, I, I don't take it for granted that finally in 2020, 2021, I'm finally landing roles, you know, a leading film of, you know, two leading films, um, a commercial, my own label to where I can now say I have a partnership with Universal. Like there's real, there's rewards in sticking to the course, despite how bumpy it is. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So you were the co-founder of a girl group, Rich Girl, which called Rich Girl with 7th Street. And you also had a couple of record deals. What made you go solo and independent? Um, I think it was just time. It was just time. Mm-hmm. I've, I've learned a lot. I've, I've experienced a lot. And I wanted to give myself a real chance at having my music exposed. So what better way than to, you know, believe enough in myself to say, okay, I'm going to create my own label. I have enough relationships to where I have a great team around me who also believes in me. That's important, yeah, too. Yeah. I, have a, I have a tribe. It's not just me. I have an amazing tribe of people who really believe and that in itself helps inspire me to, to keep going and to not want to give up because I want to make them proud. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was just time. We're, okay, so what was it like, though, being in a girl group? Like, was it fun? Was it catty? What was the experience like? No, it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I put the group together, so I knew I had an idea of how I wanted personalities to be. I'm a people person. I love people. I love empowering women. A lot of the situations that I've been in, um, in, in terms of the, the business are really kind of reflect that just empowering women. And yeah. for me, that's, that's pretty much what that group represented. That's dope. That's dope. And you guys opened for Beyonce, right? We did. We toured the country, um, and hit maybe 30 some cities. Um, and even that experience was able to teach me this, the reality of tour life and how gruesome and real tour life is to prepare me for this moment now. So yeah. when I, you know, open my own label and it's when COVID is over and it's like, okay, brave, let's get on the road. I know how to navigate that as well. <laughs> mm, that's dope. And it's, that's really what it's about. All of your experiences kind of create other experiences or, or it Absolutely. builds you to the, to your ultimate goal. You know, it's all has a purpose. I feel Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So was there ever a moment when you said, like, I don't want to do this no more? Oh, I mean, those moments, they're, they're few, far in between, but they definitely happen because yeah. there's no blueprint to this. There's no blueprint to it. I, I, I'm going to say it because I'm not versed in every um, um, 
you know, job that's out in the world, I'm sure there are, there could be blueprints if you're like in a tech and you're trying to learn how to put a computer together. There is like an ABC, you know, step one, step two. But for a lot of these jobs, a lot of these career um, careers that people pursue, there's not an actual blueprint on how to do it. Um, you just, you know, you, you become versed in something, you try to pick things that you're passionate about and yeah. you just put your head down and you just go to work. And, and with that being said, you're going to have moments, you're going to experience those times yeah. where, you know, things can be unsure. You have self doubt, you question it. But what I've definitely learned is that the thoughts that are in your head and how you imagine things to be are far worse than what they are in reality. It's yeah. never as bad as it is in your head. Um, and knowing that, it's just, you know, quiet that voice and just keep your head down and keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you weren't a singer or an actress, what would you be? A teacher, a college professor, oh, somewhere. I'd be on somebody's wow. campus. Really? I would be on somebody's campus teaching. Um, I love that. What would you teach? Yeah. Probably English. English creative writing, um, oh, something that has to do with the art. Thank God you ain't saying math. I don't know. I'm good at math, but not that good. I'm, I'm not going to teach it. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. I love that. All right, y'all. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Miss Brave Williams, and we're going to talk more of what she has going on, what she has coming up. Make sure you stay tuned to Afternoon Tea Radio. Nietzsche, baby, shady, baby, know the name. Yeah, this is Afternoon Tea. You listening to Check It Out. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Attorney Jazz of Jazz Talks Law, and I am here with the Afternoon Tea Radio. What's going on, man? It's your boy G.A., a.k.a. Richie Rich with Authentic Empire. You guys are tuned in to the Afternoon Tea Radio. Let's go. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it. Oh, it's a touchdown. Entertainment. Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows. Well, isn't that special? All on one app. Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. Kids follow your lead. Help them stay healthy. Wash your hands. Don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth. And cover coughs and sneezes. Clean and disinfect the objects you touch often, like your phone, the remote, and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And if you're the one who's sick, stay home. This station is part of the Beasley Best Community of Caring, and we care about your family. For more info, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Hey, this is China Bethy with Rich University, and I'm on Afternoon Tea with Maria and Karis Jordan. What's up, people? This is Zimzon speaking. You're listening to Afternoon Tea. Stay tuned. What's up? It's Marnetta Shaw, and I am on the radio with the Afternoon Tea. Take a sip. Had your heart broken before This is a safe place You can be sure And I'm everything you need And so much more So much more I'm selfish I don't wanna share None of your love When it comes to you
false alarms And lovers that turned into strangers But baby, I can see beneath those layers What's underneath there's something much greater Worth waiting for I'm selfish, I don't wanna share none of your You're listening to Afternoon Tea Radio with your girl Maria Jordan. And your boy Carrie's Jordan. And you just heard our artist of the week, Brave Williams. Hey. Don't tell me no. Nope. I loved it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Very thank nice, you. babe. Did you write that? I did. Um, huge shout out to Brittany Barber. She um, co-wrote it with me. Um, she's actually on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Oh, she's a wow. dope vocalist, dope writer. And as well as typewriter. Typewriter is my girl in Philly. Um, she engineered the, sec- the session. And Docs, I have to give a huge shout out to Docs, um, Ivan Barrios. He is responsible for everything Music Soul Child. All the songs that we know oh, wow. Music Soul Child, he produced and he produced Don't Tell Me No. So, yeah. Loved it. So, so Brave, like, explain your creative process. There's so many. Um, <laughs> this particular song, there is. Because some days I could be on a plane, I could be walking down the street, and I, I have an idea or a poem hits me, and I just start writing the lyrics down. And then I could take that to the studio and wait till I hear a track, just go through tracks until I hear what I think this song should sound like. Or it could be the reverse, um, where I just have an idea, and I go to one of my writers, like Brittany or Typewriter, and say, I need help with the melody. and you know, oh, so it, it, it's, a, it's a multitude of ways. Yeah, I can. You know what? That's funny because I grew up singing and I grew up writing first. I was I wrote I was a writer first and I did the same thing. I would write and then 
Well, I was a melodic. Are you a melodic writer? When you write, do you hear the melody most of the time or sometimes it's just the lyrics and then you try to put it together? Yeah, it's both. Because sometimes mm. I can just, I'll hum a melody with, with no words. But mm-hmm. if, I, if it sticks and if I love it, then I'll record it and then I'll just start working from the melody and do the reverse. So, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer to be in the studio or on stage? Ooh. <laughs> Two totally different, um, two totally different environments. Yeah, the studio is what gets me to the stage. If I'm and 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 if the the studio, I, I spend more time in the studio. The studio is like a, is like home. Yeah, the stage is where you get to share everything that you did at home. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the the energy from the stage is like no other. That's yeah. a tough one. That's a good one. I don't know. I, I, I would probably <laughs> maybe the stage because that's where you get to see. The response of the mm. art that you worked on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say the stage. The stage. I love that. Were you all? Were, were you ever nervous to to perform? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you like absolutely. Always. Like even now, if, if I, it's like I I bask in those moments though. When my nerves start to like, you know, when you feel those jitters and you feel that little bit of anxiousness, it's like. I thank God for that because it's like I'm alive. Like I can yeah. feel it. Like I'm in the moment. I'm present. I'm not thinking about next week or last night. Like I am here and it's it's real. So, I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've learned how to try to um, manage it. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, the nerves don't just completely, you know, take over, shatter, wow. take over. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I, I appreciate those moments. I love that. So you and I, we share an interest in giving back. We initially met being a part of Brown Girl Village and the Stephen Marjorie Harvey Foundation events and all of that. Um, Have you always had that like giving spirit? Yes, always. I I mean, always. It's it's so funny when I hear when I hear people talk about me, and it's like sometimes when they say things that I guess are, um, it's complimentary, but it's like, it's kind of made of a bigger deal than how I view it. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, well, I've been like this forever. Like, what's yeah. <laughs> what you, what you talking about? Like, <laughs> right. Like I, I do. I, I love people. I love, I'm a giver. Um, yeah. I think that's why I got into even fitness. we going back to school to become certified and licensed as a trainer oh, wow. because I love, yeah, I, I have a fitness business where I, I train women and, I mean, I love it because, again, it's like me being able to to, to help and, yeah. and to just navigate someone to a better type of life. And that's really, I don't know, I've always been about empowering people. Yeah. And I can see it's so natural for you. Um, I think that, you know, we've been in the same rooms on many occasions and I've always admired that. It's just something you can tell that's in you. It's not something that you're trying to do. You're not being a part of it for the show of it. It's so genuine. And I think that's um, genuine spirits. And, and that's something that is, you know, I, and I can say that it's probably like the God in you. I say that all the time. You know how um, some people you just 
just feel that energy from them and you can tell their intent and that you are one of those people, my friend. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I received that. Yes. <laughs> it's real. It's true. And shout out to my own Sharon Paige, um, or Paige oh. is what y'all call her. <laughs> shout out to Sharon. Yes, yes. yes. I love her. Yes. I love her. And But you know what's crazy is that the fact that you recognize it is because it's in you too. Mm, you know what amen. I mean? We're both in those same rooms. We're both doing the same thing. Yeah. We're both doing things that we're passionate about. But even what you guys are doing with the radio, you're still giving. Yeah, you know, you're, you're you're giving your opinions, you're giving your insight and the stories, and it's not a, it's not a always it's not an easy task. So it's not. I appreciate you too. Yeah, girl. <laughs> so, like, were you always into fitness? And when I say fitness, not just the workout part, but the the health part. Like, do you still eat meat? Like, are you, are you vegan? You said. Did you say, do I still eat meat? Yeah, do you still eat meat? Yeah, I eat meat. Tell him. <laughs> Why not? Say I'm trying to be a, a twig. Like, I just, you know, I just I eat healthy. I yeah. eat healthy. So you know, I I'm not. I don't eat. Um, look, I'm talking like I eat all types of meat because I, I don't eat pork. I don't eat red meat. Mm. Um, and if I do, actually, I can't say that. if I do have a steak, it might be like once a year or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm kind of I try to be as clean as possible. Um, Basically, I, just, I don't know. I feel like you 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 that everything that we need to to keep us healthy to keep us alive is, yeah. is in our food so I, I try to do a good job at that she eats she eat chicken baby <laughs> you eat uh, chicken. yes and I eat chicken yes, I eat chicken yes. I know and as you should don't let nobody take it away from you <laughs> right. or, well organic chicken or that I'll be a little bougie with the chicken if right. it's not organic I don't know if I'm going to eat it but yeah <laughs> you ain't going to get no Popeyes on the side one day no 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 Popeyes <laughs> You know, it's crazy. Popeyes is so good. It I is. haven't had Popeyes in years. Girl, I'm, I'm gonna have to do that on my next cheat day. I'm trying to tell I'm, you. Go on and get you some Popeyes. Go on and get you some Popeyes. Get that Cajun seasoning <laughs> yeah. on the side, girl, and get you she, one, she, of, <laughs> one sure. of them butter biscuits. Right. She's Amen. a bad influence. <laughs> I be trying right. to get her to stop I'm eating not- uh, that pork. Bacon, disgusting. Y'all on y'all own. Listen here. Okay. I love me some bacon. You had me, then you lost me. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's okay. I'm okay being in this place alone. I'm all right. I'm comfortable with it. I'm going to eat me some bacon. Y'all on y'all own. Uh, But yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) Bray, where do you see yourself? Let me just say, 2020 has been crazy. You've had a lot of accomplishments in 2020, though. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what do you see yourself doing? I know you have now your label. You have, you're doing amazing roles, leading lady roles. Um, as you mentioned, commercials. Um, you have your fitness um, organization and everything that you have there. You're giving back. But where do you see yourself and want to be like in five years? I want to, I mean, I just, I want to put out quality work in Mm. five years. I want to have, I want to have a, an extensive, I don't want to say a new resume because I'm appreciative of everything that's on it now, but an an extensive resume of great quality work that really impacts people and gives people jobs, gives people inspiration, gives people hope. Um, be it my, my own, my, like I said, my film company. I'm really looking forward to this first film producing it this year. Just to be Ooh. able to cast, 
you know, different types of actresses that I know need, that, that deserve a look. Yeah. Because they're talented, but maybe they've just been overlooked. Um, I just really want to open doors. I just want to continue this journey. I want to have, I want to have a great album. I mm-hmm. want to be able to tour the world. I want to, maybe there might be a little, a little, a little brave somewhere in there. Five years, I'm going to have a little brave, you know. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. And you know what? There's no limit to this. I think you're going to achieve everything you see for yourself. Um, and that's awesome. Did you did you want to add people to your label? Will you have other artists on your label? You know what? That's a possibility. That is yeah. definitely possible, especially in five years. Right now, my main focus is just to finish, complete this album. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, just like I said, just really take the time and do diligence to put out quality work. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. That's dope. So what is something that people get wrong about you? I have no idea. You'd have to ask them. <laughs> she don't listen to the noise. Um. Oh, maybe that I don't eat. I don't know. Or maybe that I... I you don't eat? I, like, like meat. Uh, like you just oh, asked yeah, them. Okay. Right, like how you say You eat meat? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I said it like that. <laughs> like, just because you say that you're a trainer, it's like, no, nah, you know, we still have our cheat days. We still, you know, we eat. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can think of something small like that. I, I'd have to think about that. Yeah. What are some things people That's, get wrong about me? So I am now getting into a fit or trying to create a fitness journey for myself and getting into fitness, not necessarily because I am trying to be a trainer or anything, but I need to get my body right again because it's not. <laughs> Thank you, baby. I, I love you. I was going to say, I'm sure, like, <laughs> I said, like I said earlier, well, things are so far worse in our head than they are in reality. It I'm is. Sure you look Absolutely. beautiful, sis. Yes, Thank you. Do. Thank you. Shut up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank tripping. you, boo. But I, I feel like, you know, when you know how you want to feel, you know, you know Absolutely. what feels good in no. in people. I get baby. brave. That damn thing got damn thing. Baby, be uh, quiet. Sorry. <laughs> I, what I'm saying is, is that I want to feel a certain way. You know, I've felt yeah. it before and I want to have, you know, I'm getting older. So I want better habits. Right. And yeah. one of those habits, like my baby, you go out every day almost to work out and to put in energy into fitness. And I'll be like, OK, well, you have a good time. I'm going to go ahead and read this book. I might write write or do something like that. But I want to add that to my daily routine. What are some suggestions you would give to people who are just starting to get into that? Um, it's not that I am not comfortable with myself, but I want to feel better. Don't focus on how you feel. Mm. You will never feel like working out. You will never feel like saying, okay, babe, I'm going to come with you to the gym. You'll never feel like it. That day's not, no one's coming to rescue you to say, <laughs> here's a better feeling, so feel it now and go to the gym. Like, no, Girl. it doesn't work like that. No, no one, you don't, most times, starting, especially starting out, you're not going to feel like doing it. So you can't mm. focus on how you feel. The moment that that feeling starts to happen, you just got to interrupt it. Like, literally, like, it's so funny. Um, I, I do, I don't know if you're familiar with Mel Gibbons. Mm-hmm. She is, she talks about doing the five, four, three, two, one um, method. So when things, when, when, when uh, thoughts come into your head that are going to make you divert from doing what you're supposed to do, like mm-hmm. if you focus more on, I don't feel like I want to work out, immediately just start count, counting backwards from five. 
five, four, three, two, one. Don't even think about it and just go. Just go. F, like, I don't say, what can I say? You know, I'll just say, forget it. Like, yeah. just the other F word. And just get up and just go. Put your clothes on and just start small. Set realistic goals. It's not about saying, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to sit there for an hour and I'm going to do every machine. No. Today, I'm going to do 20 minutes walking on the treadmill. Bam. Mm-hmm. You know, set realistic goals so that you don't have to, you know, feel like you disappointed yourself. But it's yeah. just about, ex- you know, executing it. And you start small. If it's twice a week, three times a week, then as you build your stamina up, then increase it. But, yeah. you, you know, you're not you're not getting trained. No one's going to, you know, it's not a reward. You're not going to get a paycheck, a million-dollar paycheck for going to the gym. Yeah. It's just like, just get there. The, yeah. the million-dollar paycheck is is knowing that, okay, I invested into myself today. Mm-hmm. I took 20 minutes to go walk around the block. I took 20 minutes to go do some jumping jacks, some push-ups. Just start. And yeah. don't worry about how you feel because you're never going to feel like doing it. No, I feel that. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you just got to get up and do it. That's what I've been finding. Like, I just got to go because I'm never motivated to go. I just would rather not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and guess bacon. what? And, and, and as you do it and as you start to see results, the motivation will start to creep in. Because you'll be like, hold up. I see you, Wade. Yes. I see you. I see you, tricep. I see you. Yes. Know, it starts to get that, easier. Let me see because a tricep. You, <laughs> I want to see a tricep. <laughs> I'm serious. It gets easier as you go. Yeah. So 2020 is definitely going down in history books, right? Well, it's 2021 now, but what would you say is your biggest takeaway from 2020? Mm, That's a good question. Um, No one is responsible for my mental health. Mm. No one is responsible for making brave happy. I know when the pandemic first hit, you know, I was looking at other people to call and check in or, hey, I haven't heard from such and such. I wonder why they, girl, because they trying to do the best that they can do. That's why. You know, Ooh. and it's like you can't, you, my my security and my happiness can't be at the mercy of somebody else. I have to take care of Brave. I have to, when I don't feel like going to the gym or working out. I have to go make myself do it. Um, I have to, for me, even just little stuff, lighting candles, still buying mm-hmm. fresh flowers, whatever it is that makes me personally feel good, I'm responsible for doing that. Yeah. And that's literally what I, I took away from 2020. I, that's so funny. That's literally exactly how I feel. I think um, you, the whole year was... I felt like I was able to put things into perspective and also prioritize what's important to me, you know, and, um, and, and and take responsibility for those things because it's so easy to uh, throw that on your loved ones, your husband, your Mm -hmm. friends, your boyfriend, your mom, you know, you put all this and even your kids, um, you put energy like, okay, it's your responsibility to do this or my expectations, I think on other people and what they they're supposed to be doing and it's like no that that's on you um and and it's i think we'll be better as a people in general when we stop giving everybody else that power and take that power back absolutely absolutely mic drop i love you all right so what, what you got coming up how can everyone um stay in touch with you and um what projects can we look forward to Yes. So, well, please follow me. Everything is at Be More Brave. My Instagram is Be More Brave, B-M-O-R-E-B-R-A-V-E. 
But in terms of the project, like I said, right now, the Christmas lottery is on demand. Yes. Um, if you want to watch that, if you want to Netflix and chill, um, <laughs> my film love.com. Yes. I love that if one you, too. <laughs> it's, it's, such a, it's a movie with a message. It's yeah. definitely a movie with a message. And, um, and there's a naughtier movie that I played in called The Available Wife. And I say <laughs> naughty because. <laughs> <I'm so> naughty. <laughs> okay, hold on. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> that is on uh, UMC slash WeTV. Okay. Okay. So if you want to watch that, um, that's the available wife. And then um, <laughs> my project, like you, I appreciate you so much for playing my song. Don't tell me no. Yes. Um, that is available out right now on every streaming platform on iHeart, on 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 Apple, on Spotify, everywhere there's music, iTunes, yes. everything. Um, Title. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gotcha. And the, oh, and the music video. The music video for that will be coming out um, shortly. I just Ooh. shot the music video for Don't Tell Me No, so definitely look out for that as well. Oh, I'm excited for that. W- will it be on um, YouTube, or can we go to your site? Yes. Okay. Yes, it'll be on um, my uh, Vivo page. Um, nice. Which will just be under Brave Williams. Yes, so definitely in a few weeks. That's why you have to follow me, everybody, so that when I release these things, you'll be like, oh, great, her video's out. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thank you so much, girl, for coming on to the show um, your energy is amazing it always has been I know I'll see you soon probably at one of these events um, and yes, I love you yeah. and good luck with everything that you're doing and uh, you're amazing and yeah keep it going I love you guys thank you so much for having me thank no you Maria I truly appreciate you and, not a problem and, and Karis thank you and <laughs> <laughs> Of course, of course, of course. It's okay, girl. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Me and her go way back. We go way back, back, baby. It's okay. Whatever. It's all right. We friends. (laughs) You new to the circle. You new to the circle. Whatever, man. All right, love. You stay blessed. Thank you. You guys, too. That was a dope show. That was dope. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Quote of the day, baby. What's our quote Uh, of the day? Quote of the day is, uh, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. I'm going to repeat that. Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. That's from James A. Baldwin. Yes, that ain't nothing but the truth. So, yeah, we might not be able to change what's going on in the country right now, but we do need to talk about it. We do need to discuss it. We can't let it fall back into the back burner like it has over the years because it's done us no good. Actually, change is happening. Change is happening. That's right, because we're facing it, because we're discussing it and we're moving forward with it. So, yeah, um, power to the people. Because our people got power. <laughs> yes. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on Afternoon Tea Radio yeah. Atlanta, on IG. Afternoon Tea Radio on Facebook. Visit www.afternoontearadio.com and our personal sites. I am MariaJordan.com. And KarisJordan.com. And before we go, let me give a big, big, big happy birthday to my boy, uh, Big Penta. P. Penta. I ain't gonna say your last name, but uh, <laughs> boy, you're getting old. <laughs> That's funny. Happy birthday, happy birthday Penta. Bro. And happy birthday to Q. It's your birthday as well. Um, and all you guys, stay blessed. Have a positive energy. Um, and we will see you back again on Thursday yeah. next week. So, yeah, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you tune in. Afternoon Tea Radio. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Afternoon Tea Radio with your boy, Karis Jordan. 
and your favorite host, Maria Jordan. And make sure you tune in every Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, 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 yeah,